Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Dig. Yeah, man, another edition of the One Love Sports Show. Lance Thomas, joined by Mario Pottinger, man from Live Sports. What's up, what's up? Yes, the plot thickens, you know. Brooklyn not doing well up in Boston at all. So let's see what happens when they come back to the Big Apple. We start off, as usual, looking at the week that was. Uh, not a very good week for your basketball predictions, eh? Not so bad. In what sense? In what sense? Well, the, the Clippers didn't pull through. Didn't know PG was going to go down. Jazz. You knew of um. You knew of um. Oh, you, you knew of Doncic um injury. Um, well, no, Jazz. no, because Doncic injury was before the was was after the first game. Or like little before the first game. Like it was before the first game, yeah. yeah. What do you know going into the series? You would have missed the series. Yeah. Well, and Celtics is this is just a crazy series. Celtics Nets. In terms of, it's very interesting. I hope it really goes to seven games. But right now, you know, playoffs is about adjustments, and Nets need to make an adjustment. Of course, Liverpool overwhelmed. Well, not overwhelmed. Sorry, edged Man City. Um, in the FA and earlier on this week, the swamp to uh, Man United. Yeah, not a good matchup for Man United at all. You know, Man United really, uh, it's really terrible. But then good news comes from Man U that they have now signed new coach to take over after this season. Maybe better days ahead. It has to be. It's really, really bad for them, right? What, 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 what has been the for you, the most interesting event over the last seven days, or anything happening in the sporting world, what has been most interesting to you? Most interesting would have been actually the whole Boston Celtics, okay. um, Brooklyn yeah. Nets face yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, the other stuff were kind of predictable. Yes, yeah. but yeah, we're gonna dig into that in so many ways in the show. So let's move on to our previews. All right, so previewing the week that's coming up and the EPL, well, all over Europe, the tables, top of the tables haven't changed uh, much. Man City still one point lead over Liverpool in the English Premier League. Real Madrid still atop Spanish La Liga, Bayern atop, not. And, and not like, no, not, I don't think they can be surpassed at this point. No. Bayern atop the German Bundesliga. Milan in a close battle atop the Italian Syria. And French League One is, has been decided. PSG leading the way there. But yeah, back to the Syria is Milan, Inter, and Napoli um, dogging it out. Even fourth place. Juve have still has a chance, you know, so all close going. But three matches I want to highlight for this coming week. Arsenal, Man U, we start right there. 
what you don't want. Seem like you're seeing an all English final, but let us see. Let us see what will, or what will transpire here. I mean, it's the favorites, of course, are going to be Man City, Liverpool. It's kind of a tough. I mean, Man City, the, the, the more attractive game on paper is a Man City Real Madrid um, game. It's hard to call. If you're looking at um, one of the better teams in Europe versus big thing that is Real Madrid. You know, that Madrid is just championship team, having the, 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 the most European championships um, titles um, ever um, of our clubs, you know, so, and they have been just going through. I mean, maybe now it's for their luck to run out because they, they have been handed uh, essentially victories by PSG and by Chelsea. So let us see how far this will take them. It's going to be interesting either way. Um, good games coming up. NBA. NBA playoffs. And the series are, are going pretty interesting so far. There are three matchups which are tied at 1-1. Bucks, Bulls. Didn't expect Bucks to drop a game to Bulls and Pelican Suns. But injuries have also been part of um, those situations lately. And then Jazz Mavericks, very interested. What's the most surprising series result so far? Jazz Mavericks, as you said, with the Bucks and the Bulls, there's injuries that they are part in that. Mm. And uh, I, I still I didn't think the, the Bucks would sweep the Bulls, but um I think they would have these games are a, a lot harder than they should be. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I never expect them to sweep them. Right. The Jazz. I knew that they were not going to do like a great showing in the playoffs, but you have to at least get to the second round. And my problem with the Jazz this year is that like they're down Luka Doncic, and at this point is where you should be blowing out teams. And it, just based on your last playoff performance, because mm-hmm. they weren't bad in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So I just think that I don't know if it's just time to blow it, blow up the entire thing and start over. But this Utah Jazz team just doesn't see like their heads in it. Mm-hmm. Like okay. they believe they have a chance to win. Yeah, with, with, with the injuries now, because box Chris Middleton is out and maybe out one of the two weeks. So definitely not going to be available for the rest of this series. And Devin Booker is out for the Suns. Not um, sure how long that's going to be. But with that said, which of these two favorites to reach the finals is in the most trouble. The Suns. Mm, definitely. Like, Chris Middleton, yes, is somewhat the closer of the team, but Giannis can put them in a situation where he doesn't need a closer, meaning he can blow the team out. Also, Drew Holiday is, is an all-star. I know he's mainly a playmaker and defender in this team and a third offensive option. But he yes. can step up to the number two guy on any given night. Then right. Bobby Portis. Last playoffs was when Bobby Portis kind of opened my eyes to him. Like, 
because he was more of a six man last year. Mm-hmm. But this year, they bring him into the starting lineup a lot of times, um, especially when they want to play bigger. And he can be the third scoring option if Giannis and Drew have to leave. So in Devin Booker's case now, the, the problem is even if CP3 starts to play more offensive and we know him can give you like a 30-point night, DeAndre Ayton is a problem. He's way too inconsistent. For a center, he's too, he's too scared to play center. For a center. And yeah, he's supremely talented, but in the playoffs, he'll still give you numbers that make you say, it's, it's something that I've heard you say about Aaron Rodgers and a lot of guys. That mm-hmm. They'll give you enough numbers for them to say, well, they can't really blame him in drop 20. Or, right. you know? But when it's time for the playoffs, like, I noticed it last year in the finals. He was scared the Guardians. And if Valentunis is getting the better of him as a center right now, this team can win a finals. Wow. Yes, um, it is definitely trouble for the Suns. Um, I don't know. I didn't factor the injury, but last week I, I was saying, I think this series is going to be tougher for the Suns than most would expect. Um, wow. It would be great if Chris Paul could um, pull out a vintage and, you know, but not likely at all. I mean, not likely he can perform at the sustained high level that he need to really carry him over the hump. So what happens right now, the best player in the series is now um, Brandon Ingram. Can you believe that? He's the best yeah, but here's player. a funny thing, though, lads. DeAndre Ayton, when he's at his best, can replace Booker in this series just for the time being offensively. Yeah. yeah, like I think he can be the guy that the offense is focused around for the rest of the series. And you just let CP3 continue to be the point guard. And sure, he might have to throw in a few more shots. Mm-hmm. And the role players on Phoenix to me are a lot better than they're showing so far. Mm-hmm. But the defense, like eight non defense, is a problem because really and truly. If you can keep them, if you can keep Ingram out of the paint, this team, if you can keep this team out of the paint and let them depend on three-point shooting, mm-hmm. like CJ isn't always going to be hitting shots. Mm-hmm. But they lost in the paint. Ingram yes. could get to the basket anytime he wants. Valentunis is looking like a damn near all-star center playing against DeAndre Ayn. So it's defensively in the paint where they have problems. Okay. Yep. Um, one thing can be said, though, is that you remember to the latter part of the regular season that both Chris Paul, one point, and Devin Booker were out. So the team has had some kind of preparation playing without both in recent times. So, and I've seen where in the past where other players being campaign or Cam Johnson or they, they can step up. So all is not lost. Sometimes it takes stuff like this for you to see really um, what a team is made of. So let's watch out and see what's happening here. We're, next up is the UFC unboxing and we're looking at three fights I want to. UFC fight night is coming up and then um, there's a heavyweight boxing match um, Fury, Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. 
I want to take a look at. Now, I'm going to give you a minute each. In fact, it's going to be a timed minute to talk about each of them, um, each of these fights. So the first up is Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade in the UFC fight night, one of the co-main events. Oh. Yeah, this fight to me, I hope it's entertaining. Amanda Lemos is kind of just coming up in the UFC. Yeah. And if she can prove that, if she can beat Jessica Andrade, she can start to talk about like title fights. Okay. And Jessica Andrade needs this win to keep her name in the conversation for title fights. Okay. So it, it is it is important for both of them. So it is Tony, can I just bring up one? Can I, can I just bring up one other fight real quick that just just to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, the women's flyweight, but the, the main event is a, is a strawweight fight. I'll be mm-hmm. But the flyweight fight between Macy Barber and Mantella De La Rosa is the one that I'm looking for. Okay. Macy, Peter names. Macy Barber and Montana De La Rosa. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. So next is Clay. How do you pronounce this? Guida. Clay Guida. Yeah, Clay Guida. Versus Claudio Puelles. Yes. Remember how I remember tell you that Dana White likes putting these young guys up against yep. their, their yep. older version. Yes. This is another example. That's exa- is another example. Clay Guida at this point in his career. We don't think he's either going to get the belt or anything. Mm-hmm. And maybe he still has a few fights left on his contract. And maybe he just wants to prove today and hey, I should still be in the UFC. Um, even if it's just my job at this point. Because mm-hmm. he's a good fighter, 37 um, and 18. He's been around the game for a long time. And of course, Claudio Pelez, he's 12 and 2. So Dana White is basically feeding him this older, more experienced guy to say. Okay, if you get past Craig, we don't know you have a name on your resume. Mm. And then now we can start up or you need a contender. Okay. There's another of those classic matchups that Dana White is experimenting. Yeah. And then Fury. Fury, long time, well, since well, it was last year, he um, got the better of um, Wilder. Is back now to take on this. I don't know. I don't know. Billion wet. Um, it seems to me that this may just be a very easy fight for it. Yeah, and you see that this is one of those things. This is one of those situations where he claims that it's his last fight, Tyson Fury. And on one hand, you can say I was the last guy to fight Tyson Fury. And he was still at his best. Well, that is relative, but he was still at his best. And I upset him in his final fight. I'm being the first person to ever to take his record of being undefeated. Yes. There is that prospect. But so I, I do expect um Dylan White to fight like he has nothing to lose and you should because worst case scenario I was the last fight of arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time his career mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But as you said, like this seems like basically they're giving him a walk off knockout point mm-hmm. career. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way to me. It seems like, I mean, I, I, I'm struggling to see really the point of interest in this one. But, um, you know, the, the sport has to continue. They have to make some money. So that's to find the most interesting thing. Put up. I guess this is the best they could come for at this point. All right, that ends our preview. Welcome to Fast Break, where we do quick takes on hot topics and burning issues in the world of sports, yes. And today in Fast Break, we're looking at three teams in the NBA playoffs who are yet to register a win. They are the Raptors, the Hawks, and the Brooklyn Nets. What, what move, what adjustment would you make? each of these three teams to get a win in their seat. The problem, you said the Atlanta Hawks, you said the Brooklyn Nets, and what's the third one? Uh, Raptors. All right, so the problem with all of these three teams is that your the situation you're in doesn't allow you to adjust. Hmm. Really, yeah, you're, you, you're not afforded the ability to adjust. You can either do what you're doing, you just have to eat. Your only choice is to do what you're doing better. So, mm. for example, Brooklyn Nets, your team is built off of isolation and hoping that if the isolation doesn't work, one of your role players hits a knockdown shot. Well, based on how you build the team, that's your only strategy. Throw KD and Kyrie in every day and hope that one day it comes to the light against Philly in the regular season. You look at the Atlanta Hawks, same situation. Especially with Clint Capella being out and John Collins having to play a lot of center rather than at the four. And you don't have that twin towers protection against this Miami Heat team. What you do best is what you do best is play big inside and you have shooters like um Bogdanovich, Herder, uh, missing one, Galinari, and then mm-hmm. of course I straight does the play me. But you're out playing Capella, you're forced to play small ball with Miami. And Miami is a better overall three-point shooting team. So if you have to play small ball against them, you're going to kind of lose. So Clint Capella being out is a huge problem because John Collins can't play too much offense because he wants to play with Bam. I want to play up against Bam rather than playing up against um, a Jimmy Butler or a Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. who's a bit more smaller but he might have to face his pain as a forward. Mm-hmm. So they don't have a choice. It's either ice tray gets ice cold or it gets super hot and um, melt the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I said that wrong. I said that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you understand yeah. what I'm Yeah, overcome the heat. Yes, 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 yes. I like melt the heat. I like that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I stray. Yeah. The stars on these teams, uh, and really Hawks and Nets, who has the stars, really, because Raptors doesn't really 
have any. Oh, my mistake. I forgot the Raptors. Just quickly, just quickly. Yes. Yes. Raptors' problem is, as you said, they don't have a star. So when all of their when they're playing fully as a team and everybody is getting points, and sure they have guys who can go off of third, Gary Trent, Siakam, and um, of course Fred Van Vliet. All, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can go off of third. But you have to do what you do best, which is play team basketball mm-hmm. and everybody is getting points. You just have to do that better because you don't have a star. Okay. Okay. Yay! Time for Super Mario Adventures, yes. We look at a topic of interest, not necessarily mainstream news. What do you have for us this week? Well, being that this seems, being that we're a combat sports show, I wanted to speak, uh, give a little attention to the women's side of boxing. Uh, the women's bo- women's boxing is about to have one of the biggest fights in its history. Some people are saying it is the biggest fight in women's boxing history. Mm-hmm. Um, between Katie Taylor, who's an Olympic gold medalist and a featherweight champion, mm-hmm. she's putting up her title against Amanda Serrano, who, of course, longtime Puerto Rican fighter. She's what 42 1 and 1, and she thinks she got robbed in one fight. But Katie Taylor is young, hot, promising. Um, in the boxing world, like I said, 2012 Olympic champion. And of course, she's 20 and 4 undefeated. So, a lot of people are calling this the um, Pacquiao versus Mayweather of female boxing. Mm, but except unlike. In prime. Yeah, except in prime. they're in their prime. Mm. Oh. Wow. Um, well, that creates some interest and buzz for female boxing. And boxing yeah. in general is not really a lot going on for boxing right now outside of uh, a fury and wilder fights. Nothing much really going on. It seems like boxing has to be actually trying to um, cross over to a fight with MMA fighters to actually get interest. Because those fighters have the promotion, which is why, yes. and by the way, which is why you have to commend Amanda Serrano, the female fighter, because she sees the wave that is going on with people like guys like Jake Paul. She just joined his, she just left her um, promotion company that she's been with since she started boxing, mm-hmm. and she's now signed to MVP, which is Jake Paul's um, promotion company. She was on a few of his fights. She was on the undercard of a few of his fights. Yes. And it seems like even she realized that boxing, the direction boxing has been taking over the years because she's been in the game for so long. And she's now even, you know, she's embracing that side of boxing where guys like Jake Paul and entertainers are really pushing the boxing forward. Okay. Okay. And she just signed with Fanduel, the first mm-hmm. female boxer to sign with Fanduel, the first boxer to sign with Fanduel, mm-hmm. um, which is a sports betting company. And it's funny, usually that would be looked at as shady, but um, a lot of teams and a lot of other people in sports are sponsored by betting companies, by legal betting companies. So, you know, she's not doing anything diff- any different than anybody else. And 
this fight is the first time a female fight will headline Madison Square Garden in all of boxing history. So it's it's a really, it's a very famous fight. Yeah, they get they get getting a lot of promotion, a lot of um, help to act well. Boxing needs it, you know, so they need fights like they need something of interest. So you can see why. Um, it's getting, it's been positioned. I didn't, I didn't think I give the date. It's April the thirtieth. April thirtieth, which mean next weekend. Okay, not this weekend, the next weekend, seven thirty. Okay. Um, predictions time. Overtime, starting with Arsenal beating Man U Saturday morning. Yeah, I just think would where Man U said is at. Um. Ralph Ragnick, even though he's not going to be the coach, he's not going to be the director of football for Man U next year. I think he's already knows who he's going to sell. I think he knows the type of players that Ten Hag will like. Mm-hmm. I I just think they're just going to nail it. The players are, by the way. Ragnick okay. is a guy who doesn't who doesn't believe in that, but these players aren't listening to him or his philosophy, and mm-hmm. a lot of them will be out of the club. And Arsenal right now are still trying to fight for top four. And that win against Chelsea, to me, puts them back in the right mind frame. Mm-hmm. To say, all right, not only did we beat them in the derby, but, you know, we belong in this top four. We belong in the top four of England. And they were on a good run before they started to slip. So I'd see them going back to that. It's basically what you call it. Like, shark smell blood. So mm. after Arsenal just get a huge win. Mm-hmm. Manu is dead in the water from that five. Okay, I see. I hear you. Bayern, Dortmund. I'll give me a three-two win for Bayern. I just don't know if it's going to be an entertaining game. That's what I'm worried about. Inter is two-one over Roma. Yeah, I see Inter finding a way to get win. Jose is going to make it annoying. Um, which I love about my Roma team, but I just know this Roma team, and I'm self-aware enough, mm-hmm. even as a fan, to know that. Um, this team is a Europa League level team, but not a Champions League level team yet. So it it will be an entertaining game, in my opinion. But I see Inter finding a way to slip two past us and Roma just answering with one. Well, let's step it up to our next level. The last two are a bit more difficult. Um, Daz and Mavericks play this evening, game three, but. I'm actually asking us to predict game four, irrespective of what direction the game goes this evening. Um, oh, so you want to predict game four? Yeah, which is on Saturday. And how much is oh yeah, how much are the marks for probably two? No, it's one one. One one. And, All right. And, and, and game three is this evening. Oh, game four predictions. Oh, uh, the mobs um the mobs are sweeping this stage. It's one one, you know. No, like the rest of the way. No, like what is done is done. Like what's left okay. of the series when you insert? Oh, Jazz not winning any more games. Okay. No, like Luka yeah, Doncic may come. Doncic may come back. Um, no, but we've seen yeah. them without Doncic, and that's my biggest issue with Jazz. When a team loses its superstar, and you still have yours. Mm-hmm. You draw. You make that team don't even think them can even go up on the step on the court without Luka. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me Julian Kleber, Kleber is getting 45, 40 points? Mm-hmm. Brunson, Jalen Brunson and those guys. If Spencer <laughs> did what he kills you, I get it. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I respect Spencer did. But mm-hmm. you get like Bronson is getting what 30 points for some one of the other guys getting 40 points. Bronson giving them good points. Like, come on. Like those guys are usually in conversation for like six months of the year. So I'm not trying to disrespect them. They're on a playoff team for a reason. But those guys were looked at as six men rather than like very good six men mm-hmm. off the bench rather than in a playoffs, you should be dropping 40 after our best player goes up. Okay. So if the Jazz can't compete with that, what's the point of the rest of the season? All right. And Doncic may come back tonight. So, or by Saturday latest. <laughs> so, let's see. Nets, Celtics, game three, which is on Saturday. But I'm asking for game four. <clears throat> Who we think will win for him? Give me the Celtics. The Celtics are going to steal one of these games, and that's how they're going to. Um, so they're going to go back to Boston 3-1. Yeah. Okay. Which of these predictions for the competition? All right. My prediction is the Inter-Roma 2-1. Okay. That way, if the bet will come, if Roma find a way to win our draft, <laughs> Yeah, you want to you win either way. <laughs> you want to win either way. All right. Cool. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. And always remember, it's one love every time.